Welcome everybody to SurviveAndProtectOnline.com. This is the website where you can take online video courses and you can also learn personal protection, urban survival, and everything in between. Starting in January 2021, Survive and Protect will begin its Survive and Protect Academy. To become a student of the Survive and Protect Academy, all you need to do is go to SurviveAndProtectOnline.com, click on the Attend S&P Academy button, and scroll down the page till you see a set of instructions that will show you how to become a student of the Survive and Protect Academy. In the Survive and Protect Academy, you will get exclusive content that will not be on any of Survive and Protect's social media platforms. So be sure to join us today by going to SurviveAndProtectOnline.com and come down to the bottom of the page, enter your email address, and click the subscribe button. So before we go, always remember to be aware, wash the hands, and have a plan. We'll see you soon. What's up? What's up, everybody? What's good? What's poppin'? How's everybody doing? I think today is uh, January 26, 2019. I want to definitely welcome y'all to another episode of Thoughts of the Week. <clears throat> um, today I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna put on my theme music. For those who know, I wear many hats, and uh, one of them. I may have mentioned before is uh, I create my own beats, music, and you always hear the little theme music with the little gun shooting in the background and the little <laughs> that sound. But today, um, I'm not gonna play the theme music today. I'm just gonna give you guys my take on the uh, government shut down and I was actually going to do this episode maybe a few days earlier because I really was having some thoughts about what I think is really the plan behind the uh, shutdown but then some things kind of uh, changed a little bit of course, changed course. And at first I was thinking like, I probably was not gonna do it at all. But then again, when I found out that um, 45, and you know who I'm talking about when I say 45. If you don't know, ask somebody. But uh, when 45 decided to end the government shutdown but he said he was going to end it for what three weeks I got to thinking I said hmm you know what I probably still should go ahead and do this episode and um, for those who are listening to me, it might sound like I'm 
it might sound at times I'm like I'm out of breath if that's the case <laughs> if I sounding good cool if it sounds like at times I might be sounding like I'm a little out of breath that's because I'm actually doing this show while going for a little walk so I'm getting a little exercise in as I'm doing this episode and so on a side note I used to walk quite often then I stopped and for a while I wasn't gonna do it because it was cold but I got to saying hold on I used to do this in the cold too I just threw on some the long johns and the shirt to go with it throw on some jeans or sweat sweatshirt top jacket bring my gloves in case my hands should get cold and throw on my little scully and I can just keep it moving I can walk out here for a few hours in the cold so I was like man tonight is the perfect time to do it for those who are listening to me I don't know what time it is that you will be listening to me but right now it's probably a brown 6 7 8 p.m. I didn't even check my clock I got my phone in my pocket but I'm saying it's probably it's probably after 7 about now so 7 going on 8 or close to 8 going on 8 30 somewhere around that time on a Saturday night and um so I said man let me get my walk on I don't know if they're gonna call the police on me because I'm walking in a kind of a business district everything is closed but it's part of my walking path so I'm gonna keep it going but anyway yeah so I had um I had some thoughts I've been checking out some videos because the way I try to do things from time to time is if there's a, a an incident or event that took place sometimes you have your initial thoughts on it and then other times well yeah you have your initial thoughts and you wanna and I will wanna speak on it right then and there but then I get to the point where I say okay cool I see this thing going down this event or this situation taking place and I want to speak on it right then but then I get to saying well hold on watch what's going on see how things unfold and how things take place and then I might want to comment afterwards because of the information may start to come in and so things might take a turn or you I might see something like I've seen in the past with past major events where people are saying one thing and then the stories change and then you begin to see things like people covering up things so they, they make the stories change on purpose or there's some certain points that were left out about the incident that they bring up later so I got to a point to, to kind of watch things how they unfold first and take notes sometimes sometimes take a mental note sometimes write down some things that I'm seeing from the initial event 
and then watch later on if they change. That's how you catch a lot of uh, games being played and you start realizing certain patterns continue to happen when certain events take place. And then you can start spotting out a lot of the games that go on. So I kind of done that with this shutdown thing. So when they had, uh, at the time, a while back, they were talking about, uh, people were talking about Obama, his shutdown. And then they were saying like 45 was beginning to come up on that same number of weeks or days that Obama had shut down the government or that they were saying how long Obama had the government shut down and so you know they had the little news story saying yeah Trump is just a day shy of how long Obama shut the government down and then he surpassed it so I'm gonna kind of give you my rundown of my thoughts as this timeline was taking place on 45 shut, uh, government shutdown. So, to start with was that particular situation where they were comparing 45 and uh, Obama's uh, shutdown and they were saying that, like I said, how he was like 45 was about a day or two short of how long Obama had shut the government down himself and when I first heard that I was thinking to myself I said yeah I was just having a feeling like to me 45 is going to try to surpass that time because for some reason I think the way his mind works he just wants to outdo everybody right so I was like when I first heard that I was like yeah he's going to try to match up the same amount of time that Obama did for the shutdown or he's going to go try to go past it so he can be the big dude and be the one to have a his own little personal brag that he kept the government shut down longer than Obama either by without really thinking about what he's doing or he knew exactly what he's doing by shutting the government down as when it comes to how many employees federal employees that he would uh, effect by doing that by being the cause for shutting the uh, government down right so I said yeah he's gonna pass that and lo and behold I would check out the news you know maybe wait a few days sometimes sometimes a week lo and behold he still got the government shut down it's going into two weeks then it's going into three weeks you know, or let's go back two weeks, and then it's two weeks in two days, two weeks in four days, two weeks in five days. He's already a path. They said he already passed Obama. And so I was like, yeah, I knew he would do that. For some reason, he just got to be better than Obama. And then on some situations or cases, you guys just got to outdo any president that's ever been president, right? So I kind of figured that was going to happen. Then he got into three weeks. And I'm like, man. And then now, when that three weeks hit, people were starting to really start to feel it. 
when them checks wasn't coming in. Then when it got down to a month, and I was watching some of the news outlets and checking out the news outlets online, and they was talking about like how some FBI uh, employees were thinking about doing other side jobs. And some people were saying like those jobs were beneath them. Like if they wanted to go, they had to work at a shopping mall or something like that. Or doing stuff that quote unquote you wouldn't expect a an FBI agent or employee to do a particular job. They were talking about how they would um, be working these odd jobs just to get paid. And then my mind started thinking about um, how 45, he's really making it. There's so many things that, like I said, that came in my mind. And one of them, I'm like, yeah, he's really showing everybody he don't really give a damn about any of them. He don't care about the federal employees. He don't care about any type of federal law enforcement. I think the DEA is part of the feds. You got the FBI It's part of that situation. Uh, my understanding that the IRS is part of the federal branch of the government, um, the EPA, the FDA, and probably a host of others other alphabets put together, alphabet letters put together are part of that federal mix. And so my other my other responses or my other reactions was like, yo, he really showing like he can care less about anybody except himself, mainly himself. And if he got a little inner circle, that's who we care about, himself and maybe that inner circle. It almost seemed like he didn't care about whatever inner circle he has. He just he he's number one. It almost seemed like he didn't even care about his family, man. It just he cares about himself. So that started being my other reaction as time went on. Then I was watching some other stuff and started figuring, like I was mentioning, you got the EPA, the FDA, IRS, you got the FBI, the DEA, and a host of other federal entities. And then I started thinking, I said, hmm, started getting a little more analytical about this, started analyzing this situation. And I got to thinking, well, the EPA kind of deals with the environment, the air quality, and um, I'll probably have to do research to see what other things they handle, but just off the top of my head, they dealt with, you know, like I said, air quality, things of that sort, maybe, uh, water quality making sure nobody poisons water and stuff like that and then the FDA dealt with the food because it's the food and drug administration so you got the food you got the drugs right and so I started looking at that too and then of course you got the FBI you got the DEA oh the TSA as well I left them out alright the TSA as well I said okay Let's look at this from an analyzing standpoint. And maybe some of you guys might have been thinking the same thing. I said, now, imagine that some of these employees decided they was either going to not work until 
they was gonna they know they was gonna get their pay back and and back pay you know you're gonna have some that's gonna work regardless for whatever reasons and some that's gonna not work you're gonna have some that call in like there was a lot of TSA people were calling in sick even if they weren't sick and so imagine that all at once or just everything happens in a domino effect where you have the EPA the situations like air quality water quality let's say somebody decides to put something in the air germ warfare or any type of uh, viruses or whatever and there's not enough employees to deal with that situation and then you have uh, terrorists coming in and start really tearing things up where the FBI DEA have to handle certain things and a lot of and let's say a lot of them decide not to work and then then you have the FDA and the food situation let's say food situations get bad right what's going on here oh, okay I can't deal with you right now I'm getting a phone call in but I'm gonna have to let that go for right now sorry my man homie I had to get back with you right so like I said back to the uh, FDA situation and the food you know the food gets bad or food that comes in from other countries don't really get thoroughly checked like they should right and so you have all these situations and some more I could add to um, what else did I say the TSA you got the TSA employees you know calling in so anybody get on these planes and do some damage you know really mess things up so you have that stuff going on right and uh, what else I mentioned TSA DEA FBI FDA uh, EPA IRS and um, they already was talking about that IRS employees not enough to keep track of everything so you get you get the get people being able to scam that situation so you have all these situations going on and that could cause havoc for you know havoc nationally right and so then I got to thinking I said well maybe just maybe that's that might be 45's plan or that might have been one of his plans his little uh, plans he had in his head to get what he wants because he because for a while he talked about having a uh, you know declaring he has it available to him where he can declare a national emergency so if all these entities if things fail from the FBI DEA and like I said not enough of uh, uh, the law enforcement side FBI um, DEA and whatever else is under that federal law enforcement side then you got the environmental protection agency things that affect the environment you know somebody can drop a lot of chemicals whether it's terrorists or whoever homegrown terrorists locally whatever decide they want to steal a bunch of 18 wheelers with chemicals in it and just crash it on major interstates 
letting this dangerous chemicals come out. That'll that'll affect. That will be part of EPA. I would I would think part of their job. And then uh, you know state. Even though the state wouldn't be involved per se, but let's stick with federal. Let's just say that happens. And then you got the IRS that's handling the financial side. You got the Food and Drug Administration, the drugs and the food. Imagine all these different entities. There's really nobody to handle the cases that are coming out. And that will give, you know, that will cause a national emergency. And that will give 45 a reason to declare it. And I don't know all the powers that he would have. Again, it's nothing to go. I can go research that up. But just like I said, just thinking off the top of my head analytically, all these little national issues with all these entities can happen. And it's easy for him to declare a national emergency then. Because he can because he can use those excuses. He can say, well, and he will never direct it back to it. It was because he shut the government down. He'll just say that, well, the EPA can't handle the air quality issues and the FBI can't handle these criminal issues and the TSA can't handle we've been having issues at airports and so he'll use those as excuses to start his national emergency right but yet he was the one that that started that to begin with and set that all off so I said oh that might be his plan that might be his actual plan he might be actually smart enough and thought that through right so that was what I was thinking after that. I was like, oh, okay. I see the game he's trying to play. And then while I was thinking all of that, um, then lo and behold, he comes out with, he's going to end the shutdown. But then he throws in that monkey wrench and says, well, only for three weeks. And so I said, oh, so he's going to play the little game for a little three weeks and then set it off again by doing another shutdown and this time the second shutdown he might get gangster with it and keep it even longer right so i was just trying to like i said i was those are my thoughts on that and then with this third shutdown then the other stuff started coming in i mean well with the the ending of the shutdown i said third like i know it's gonna be a third one or something no with the ending of the shutdown right with the ending of it and he said he's going to just keep it he's going to end it for three weeks then I got to thinking okay like I said alright he's playing a little game but then this other stuff started coming into play where the Michael Cohen situation him supposed to be testifying if I'm not mistaken and then this other dude that uh they said they gave him contempt of court or something to that. I forgot the guy's name. But for lying in court or lying to the feds and a few other charges. And they say that's supposed to have been 45's right hand homie or something like or something to that effect. And I said, oh. And a few other things going on about um, impeaching 45. It seemed like all these little things started coming in the mix. And then I got to thinking, okay. He's trying to play a little chess move because 
um, I think it was Michael Cohen that said that he feels like he felt like 45 and somebody else was trying was threatening his family and so that came into play and then he kind of got then 45 got on some outlets or and went out that no he's not he wasn't doing that he wasn't threatening uh, nobody's family or something to that effect and then you had the uh, the other dude like I said that supposedly lied in all this line in court or whatever into the feds and that's supposed to have been 45's one of 45's close I would say what I would call or consider maybe his um, inner circle right and then you had the situation where people were talking about trying to get petitions together to impeach him so he has all these things going on against him and then maybe his thought was well let me end the shutdown a little bit and get some people to kind of where he might think is going to be take his side if he does this temporary reopening of the government thinking that uh, get some, he will gain some people and probably he will because some people probably you know kiss his feet some people probably some people who he probably that I'm sure if they were federal employees and families of the federal employees that uh, pretty much was a big diss by even shutting down the government I'm sure some of them people some of them families are going to kiss his feet even after after the fact he even did all that they still going to praise him so I don't see how they doing it after you do something like that to my family I'm not going to sit up there and praise you for nothing and you causing you know people's mouths not to get fed so I got to thinking okay he's playing these little chess moves so now that's going on right and so now it's a thing where we're going to see how this goes after three weeks they said about to February the 15th and so now you got uh, April 15th is the uh, when the tax you got to have your taxes in right and you're going to have these refunds so now I'm wondering between February 15th and April 15th how that's going to go down and then there, there was some also talk about uh, those who are deal with the food stamps, the EBT cards. Um, there was some talk about that as well. How people won't be able to use their cards. I think I was hearing like February 1st. They wasn't allowing that. So I don't know if the government reopening is going to relieve that issue for those who use the EBT cards, the uh, food stamp situation. I don't know how that's going to play out but you got all these little things in the mix and if it if it affects it to the point where people can use their cards or be able to get get that uh those supplements financial supplements for um you know the food stamp cards ebt if that is going to relieve some people and they enable are able to uh buy food and stuff again like i said that might be his his ploy his move to gain all of this uh these people's favor by doing that and like i said i always always felt like this, this is one of my thoughts is that these what, what people are called considered elite people like trump being or 45 being one of them um they know that there are some people in the U.S. that 
are pretty much have the sheep mindset, meaning they will believe and follow anything 45 or the, anything that the government puts out. They'll believe it, they'll follow it. Then you got a set of people in the U.S. that are part-time thinkers, part-time analytical, and they'll, they kind of see things going on, but they're not going to go too deep into it. They'll pick out one or two things there and they're kind of on the fence. They're not sure what they're seeing. They, they see things and it kind of it's kind of nudging them to think that they're really being, they're not being treated fair, but then they're not sure because they don't go too deep into looking into things and being observant. So they sometimes they're on the fence, sometimes they're not. Right? And so they know, they being the elite people, so-called elites, elitists, or how you want to put it, they know they there's those type of people, right? So they know they got those type of people out there, and then you got the people where it might be a smaller amount, and then again, the way things are going, it seems like it's this group of people is starting to grow more and more, where people are being more observant, being more analytical, they're thinking, they're paying attention, and they're waking up to what's really going on the game's being played so that that group at one point probably seemed to be a smaller group but the more and more games are getting played and, and the more it's becoming obvious and you know just out there for you to see and you take your blinders off and not turn your head and wish to not see it that group is starting to get bigger and bigger and so there, that's another set of the group of United States U.S. Uh, citizens. So, you, so to me, it's like there's three groups. There's the blind ones. They're just going to follow whatever they think. Whatever is being put out is right. You can show them evidence and they're still not going to believe it. They're not going to want to see it. Then you got those who see it, but sometimes don't want to believe it, even though it's dead in their face. And they're just a little bit analytical. They're not really going to go into it too deep. They see things, but they just refuse to want to believe it half the time. They believe they see it. They believe it a little bit, but then they don't want to believe it. They want to. They just don't refuse, you know, to want to see it. Then you got the ones that, like I said, they've been paying attention too many times. They've noticed the same game being played over the years, 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 years. They become a little bit more deeper analytical thinking, being analytical observers, and they seeing a lot of games being played. So the people who control things realize they got these groups out there. If you want to break it up like I did just into three groups or four groups or however you want to break it down, they know there's a segment of the population that they can manipulate, engineer, control right and that's just that and so they might be banking on those type of people and the ones who are always on the fence about stuff they might be really banking on those two groups and they will put out propaganda to make that third group who's really analytical and observant and really sees the games being played they'll keep putting propaganda out to put 
those those two groups versus this one group, the thinking group, the more analytical and observing group against the other two groups, they'll put those groups against each other, the groups of the population against each other. So it's a waiting game now. Waiting to see what February 15th what goes down. Whether 45 decides to shut it back down or something else get puts in gets put in the mix before that date or the day before the 15th of February he might put something else in play or you know things might change and get back to quote unquote some type of normalcy so right now it's just like a waiting game to see how it all goes down and uh, it'll be kind of interesting like I said I got my thoughts on it maybe some of you guys have seen the same thing that um I was talking about seeing the same thing that I seen, you know, from the initial stages, you're like, oh, okay, he's just being on his temper tantrum mode in the beginning because he wants what he wants. And so he's going to play this game to get what he wants. Then when he's seen people are not really folding like he wanted, oh, he's like, okay, I'm going to stretch this out a little bit longer. But now you're messing with a lot of uh, families and people's got mouths to feed and mortgages to pay and property to pay off and stuff like that and so then it became became that then I started like I said then I started thinking like I'm just recapping now then I started thinking like hmm my man got a little game going on he's playing a little chess move he'll let all these people these different entities federal entities implode or explode and then he can it'll be easy for him to call a national emergency then and then he can get the money he could pull the money from wherever i guess if i'm not mistaken definitely from the defense fund is what i heard i don't know how true it is or false but supposedly he can if he declared a national emergency and for whatever excuse he will want to use he can pull that money from the defense fund and get all the money he said he wanted to make this wall and then no then the whole thing is and there's one more thing i got in mind i'm gonna throw in the mix as well you know and that's russia but let me finish this thought real quick on the recap so then he could call a national emergency and just use the excuses of well we don't have enough uh epa fda dea fbi TSA, IRS, so on and so forth, he can use those as excuses for his national emergency, right? So he can get it going like that. And so now, like I said, he decided to to end the shutdown for three weeks until February 15th. And he's kind of backtracking on some of the things he was saying. And so knowing his patterns, if it seemed like it's bringing him embarrassment or making him look a certain way he don't like to look, rest assured he's going to come back and do something crazy again. Right? And so another thing that I was also thinking about is if he did that national emergency, and I think what he wanted was like $5.7 billion or $7.2 billion, to do the walls up what if he did that and really didn't use that money for that purpose and 
some of that money was going to go back to Russia. And that's what he really was trying to really, really wanted to do for whatever purpose or reason was to pay Russian people for whatever reason it might be and get the money that way. Maybe he owes a debt that he's keeping a secret about. And the way he was going to try to get the money was through this wall, using the wall as a front and really use the money, use some of that money for the wall and use the rest of it to pay off people in Russia. Who knows, right? That could be a little something thrown in there. So, and maybe you guys thought about that as well. So you just never know, man, with this dude. Never know his motives. All I can say though, especially when he kept the shutdown going, it always it reminded me of a scripture. And the two main words in this scripture are righteous and wicked. And the scripture goes, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn, right? So I looked at that as saying, that's a way to tell if this dude's a righteous dude or he's just a wicked person because he want to bear his rule on people, right? And that just not, not only applies to him, it applies to anybody, whether in the government or the, your next door neighbor, right? You could tell a righteous person or a wicked person based off of if people rejoice, they happy, they content, they satisfied, or if they mourning, in pain, hurt, suffering. That's all those words that can go in a circle with mourn, pain, suffering, hurt, struggling, rejoicing. You can put that word in a circle with happy, satisfied, joyful, appreciative. And so, once again, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, the people are happy, people are satisfied, they're doing good. But when the wicked bear rule, when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. Mourn meaning sad. Struggling, suffering, oppressed, depressed. All right? And what were people doing at the time he did the shutdown? There were people mourning. There were people sad. There were people struggling. There were people feeling oppressed. They couldn't get things done. They couldn't take care of getting food for their family or for themselves if they're single. Some people's bills were past due. They were suffering, right? So what's that say about 45? Is he a righteous person where the people rejoice? Or is he a wicked person where he bearing rule and does what he wants to do, how he wants to do it, and don't care about nobody? And that goes for anybody in the government, like I said, anybody in law, law enforcement. What type of person are they, righteous or wicked? That goes to your next door neighbor. Are they righteous or wicked? Right? That goes for your boss on the job. Is your boss a righteous person or a wicked person? 
the employees that you work with, the co-workers, are they righteous or are they wicked? Do people rejoice when they're around them? Are they happy, satisfied, joyful? Or are they always sad, suffering because of other people being wicked and bearing the rule they feel like bearing on them? Alright, so that's just something to think about. Maybe something you could look at anywhere. Government, mainly because you look at the government a lot of times. There's probably a lot of wicked people in there. There's some righteous people there. There's a, there's a few righteous people sprinkled everywhere. But it seems like there's more wicked people than there's righteous. Right? So, that's my thoughts on the government shutdown, man. Let me know what you guys think. You can always send the email in. You can send it to Thoughts of the Week Podcast at gmail.com. For those who listen to me on podcast platforms, they just listen in. You can always email me on what you think, man. If you got a question or something like that, you can email me at the same email address, Thoughts of the Week podcast at gmail.com that's thoughts of the week podcast at gmail.com if you guys listen to me or watch on uh, social media platforms like YouTube um, Facebook you might check me out on you might click the link on Twitter and able to see me um, sometimes on LinkedIn just depends on what's going on what topics I talk about sometimes I'll be on LinkedIn uh, I try to leave any topics dealing with anything business money financial I try to put those uh, podcasts up on LinkedIn I try to leave it for that specific purpose but other topics are on other platforms and uh, like I said again if, if you're checking me out on social media platform just leave a message below the video all right, and though, like again, like I said, those who listen to me on podcast platforms, send an email in, man, about your thoughts. What you think about my uh, my take on this government shutdown and the chess moves trying to be played by forty five? Let me know what you think. All right, um, let me see. Hopefully, I didn't sound too uh, out of breath with my getting my walk on. I was think I, was, I think I was catching a, a second wind a few times, getting my walk on a little bit. So hopefully, I didn't sound too out of out of <laughs> winded. All right, other than me sniffing because of the cold. But um, always as always, I thank you guys for checking out this show, most definitely, and um. I think the next episode, I'm going to talk about your girl who's thinking about running for president. Uh, I got something y'all might want to listen to for those who probably are not aware of it already. I might do that for the next episode. If y'all don't know who I'm talking about, just stay tuned for the next episode and you'll find out who I'm talking about, who I think is in the running for 2020 president. And it's not good. Some of y'all might already be up on it. So I think I'll do that for the next episode. All right. 
once again, I thank everybody who's listening to me, who listens to me. Yeah, I got, uh, I'm on Spotify. Um, man, let me see. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Music Play, Spotify Breaker, um, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Radio Public. Um, I'm on Anchor as well. And maybe one or two other platforms, podcast platforms. And of course, you can always watch on YouTube. Go to Norwood Media Vision on YouTube. That's Norwood Media Vision on YouTube or Facebook. I'm on, I'm on, uh, the show can be seen, watched on those on Norwood Media Vision. Just go to thought, look for thoughts of the week on Norwood Media Vision and you can check out all the episodes there you can go to Facebook at Norwood Media Vision and just look for the latest episode posted up this is uh, I think this is episode maybe 32 if I'm not mistaken 31 or 32 right so anyway I want to thank all of y'all for listening to me, checking me out. Be sure to support the show. If you're finding some value or the show is making you think or you're just happy to hear things that you're hearing or the topics interest you, as always, just support the show. All right? Support the show. Let me see what else we got here before I get out of here, man. Don't forget, those who want to uh, learn about doing their own podcast, check out my book. It's called How to Start a Podcast Real Easy. Just type in that title, How to Start a Podcast Real Easy. And my name is Damani Norwood. You'll see that on the book. It's on Amazon, Kindle. So check out the book. It's about 26 pages, maybe, 26, 27. I made it easy read and detailed. Break down everything you probably would want to know how to get started, all right? And as always, what I'm using right now to do this podcast episode is actually in that book. One of the tools, it's a real simple tool that I'm using right now. As I told y'all guys earlier, I'm walking. I'm actually walking down the street right now. So, and you know I'm not going to have no big old, like you might see in some people's podcast shows, large equipment, mics, big old mics hooked up to stands. Guess what? I'm not using any of that stuff. I'm actually using one item right now to do this show. And you can learn and do the same thing too. Just check out the book. All right. Hopefully it has everything. I'm pretty sure I try to think of everything a person would ask or want to know to start their podcast. So check out the book. It's called How to Start a Podcast Real Easy. All right. On Amazon. All right. What else we got? Of course, uh, you guys start checking out or check out Survive and Protect. You can go to bit.ly slash survive and protect. And the new course is coming out February 1st called 
how to be your own VIP protection specialist. And basically what that course is teaching you is basically how to be your own bodyguard. Now, in reference to that, it's teaching you what is called the soft skills, right? The soft skills of how to protect yourself. In the industry of protection, you have what they some people call hard skills where basically the hard skills are considered your martial arts skills, your hand-to-hand -hand combat, uh, your weapon skills, how to use different weapons, um, it's dealing with guns, any type of weapon, gun, knife, stick, bat, whatever. And those are considered the hard skills. But what this particular course deals with is the soft skills and anybody can learn the soft skills I say anybody can learn the hard skills no matter what age you are you just gotta learn the hard skills to a level that you're comfortable with but this course focuses on the soft skills now some of the soft skills are that's in the course is your awareness skills how to be aware what to look for when you're being aware of things um, learning about ambush areas or ambush zone ambush zones um, it also teaches you how to uh, navigate or pick out your safe houses what people might call safe houses safe spots or safe locations so for instance like you're going out to travel you might be going on vacation or you're visiting family in another city state country and just in case you're out and about, maybe you're going out, out on the town, you want to know where your safe spots you can go to if you can't make it back home to their relative's house or back to your hotel. And you know, you might be, after you finish your night out of town, you might be heading back to the hotel. But before you get there, you might run into a little trouble. And so you want to find, you want to be able to pinpoint places you can go to that'll keep you safe you know temporarily to authorities arrive police arrive or medics arrive until you can make it back to your hotel or that relatives home so it teaches you that and many more things conceal concealment and cover it teaches you about that so anybody can learn the soft skills of protecting yourself alright it's a really good course um, very uh, affordable you don't have to worry about five or six hundred dollar course. It's less than a hundred dollars. It's less than seventy dollars. It's very affordable. And it's got detailed information. Alright. If you know something about me, I try to give information like I talked about in you know about the book, the podcast book. Make it easy to understand, easy to grasp the in, the grasp the information. So you can apply it as soon as possible. And that's what this course brings you as well. That same type of style. Where you get to see how things are done. You can pick it up, grasp that information, and apply it for your life, family's life, and so on and so forth. So if you're interested and want to know how to protect yourself, definitely purchase that course. It comes out February the first now with that being said you also can um, you can also rent the course you can see it for so many days and the price will be a little bit cheaper 
if you're gonna rent it. But the only drawback is you're only gonna, you're only gonna have so much time to be able to see it. And once the time is up, it's up. Whereas if you purchase the course fully, you can take as long as you could take the whole year. If that's how long you want to take to learn the stuff, you could do it on your own pace and your own time if you uh, purchase the course fully. All right. But either way, I think it's something valuable to know, valuable to learn. And uh, while I'm saying that as well, you can also check out Survive and Protect on YouTube. You can check out Survive and Protect on Facebook. And you can check Survive and Protect on Instagram as well. Um, they might be, Survive and Protect might also start to come out on, uh, for those who know about Daily Motion, they might be on Daily Motion as well. Because uh, Daily Motion is another, like a platform that's similar to um, YouTube. So it's, it's kind of similar to them. So if you guys go to Daily Motion, you might see Survive and Protect up there pretty soon as well. Alright. And uh, Survive and Protect may be coming to Patreon in the near future as well. Alright. So definitely check them out. And so with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you guys for, again, checking out the show. And... Be sure to check out the next episode, next the uh, next podcast, and I guarantee you guys will definitely um, want to tune in, because uh, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to talk about real quick. I'm just going to give you a name, and then we're going to leave it at that, all right? We're gonna be talk- I'm going to be talking about Kamala Harris, all right? Some information I've been getting, and uh, some other people have been talking about her. And so I'm going to put my thoughts on it as well. So be looking forward to that. The next topic of Thoughts of the Week is Kamala Harris. So stay tuned to Thoughts of the Week. And again, I always say it, man. I appreciate y'all for checking the show out. I can't say it enough. Thank you guys for listening. And yo, I'm out of here, man. All right? Peace.